Hello everybody, this is Rob. And Anna Marie. And welcome to the second episode of the Meeple Dungeon podcast. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we uh, are, yeah, we're kind of off and running here. Our last episode, our first episode was a was kind of covering our journey through our gaming lives. How we got here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> now we're kind of trying to get things straightened out and a little bit more... Uh, streamlined? Streamlined, yeah. Good yeah. good word. And, Thanks. Uh, yeah, kind of put together <laughs> with some, some uh, actual structure rather than just kind of rambling on. So we thought we would start most of our podcasts, if not all of them, with uh, a little segment about what's new to our collection. Because we do come across a lot of games quite frequently. It's a bit of a problem. We have a big problem with that. (laughs) We do buy a lot of games. um, So we figured it might be interesting for people to hear what we've we've, uh, got recently. And so starting with something that's new to our collection um, would be Hues and Cues from the Op. Yeah, that game was so much fun. Yeah, I had not heard about it until we watched the Dice Tower... Awards. Yeah, the Summer Spectacular? I think think. so, yeah. yeah. From their awards, and they were giving out... This this game won Best Party Game. Yeah. From the Dice Tower, and I was like, oh, I've never heard of this. And it was from the Op, which does sponsor the Dice Tower, but I don't think that's here nor there, because... uh, you know, they have like 50 or 60 people it was a good game. on this stuff. And it yeah. was awesome. It was really fun. It was all, it's all about different shades of colors, um, a really just colorful board. And you're just trying to pick, um, like give, give a clue to figure out for the other people to figure out what uh, shade of color you're, you're talking about. And yeah, cause you, yeah. you get a card, right. And on the card, it'll have four shades and you have to pick one of those shades without telling everybody what shade you're thinking of. And say it's kind of like a a deep red, you would say, mm, like apple. And so it's up to the other people to guess what color on the board yeah. that you're picking. But an apple could be green, yellow, red, right? So it's kind of up to the other people to decipher this. And it, it, so it, everybody gets to place their, their yeah, little they, marker down where they think it should go. And then if they're way off the mark or if it's not close enough, you get to say two words. So maybe instead of apple, you go deep delicious. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they think of like a red delicious because you can't say the color. Yeah, right. Exactly. So then, then they're, oh, wow. No, they're, 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 I was way off thinking green. It's definitely a red. And then they'll put their little marker down on one of the red hues. And then after that, they will end up putting a little scoring box over top of uh, your color and then see if their pawns land on the inside of the box or the outside are close by. And people get points depending on how close they were. And you get points depending on how close they were as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's a neat game. It's uh, very simple. But we did change up the rules because yeah, we were playing the, with our kids. Yeah, the the one word and two word thing was a little. It got tough difficult. for me. Yeah, like I can't. Our our kids ended up saying they would get a lot of purple uh, colors, yeah. and it would it would be say um, grape every time. Grape for the longest time, and then it was Gengar, and they Gengar, switched to yeah. a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Then, so and then it was coughing another Pokemon, and so they were all different shades of purple. But yeah, so it was recommended <laughs> to me on. On Twitter by uh, one of our uh, people I, I talk with on there, and they said that they just house ruled that you could kind of say as many words as you want. So you could say like, you know, that color of apple when it's what used to be, or I don't know, like it, it's hanging on the tree, and then it, <laughs> we'd all guess your color off that description. No, no, <laughs> but like then it's so like you could you could say things 
to be a lot more specific. Like, it was a lot easier when we added more words. Yeah, like for sure. the leaves on a maple tree, but just before they fall off or something like that, right? And you can be like, oh, okay, so not... Deep sunset sky. Yeah, you could say things like that, and it, it makes people... Uh, so you're not just saying sky. Yeah. Night then, sky. Or then, yeah, <laughs> bright sky or dark sky. So, There's like a thousand shades of blue on there. Yeah. So We recommend adding in a few more words to make yeah. it a little more interesting. But yeah, the hues and cues uh, from the op was, was a lot of fun. Uh, another game that we uh, recently got was a card game called <laughs> Flesh and Blood. So this game... Kind of like magic yeah, style it, it's card game? sort of magic-y style, but... But quite a bit different. Oh yeah. Um, in theme, very, very magic with the fantasy and swords and knights and armor and and all of this kind of stuff going on and goblins. I think I'm not really sure. But we ordered uh, a couple booster boxes of this stuff and four uh, kind of like pre-constructed decks yeah. to use. And we haven't played it yet, but it looks super fun. We got a couple play mats with it as well, and we plan on playing a lot of it here and and. Uh, you know, going through the booster boxes and seeing what's in there and maybe doing some pre-constructed deck or uh, uh, our own constructed decks. Some deck building, get yeah, into that. Yeah, some deck building yeah. and and maybe play against uh, Ryan on... Uh, Cardboard Conjecture. From Cardboard Conjecture and, and do some of that kind of online Twitch, YouTube stuff. And after we're done, our Ashes Reborn series. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it looks kind of fun. It's expensive and it's you can't really find it in many places. So I've kind of had to... It's expensive? It's pretty expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that. Part. Yeah, it's just because it's. It's not. There's not a whole lot of it out there. So is it expensive or is the shipping expensive? Well, or a both, little bit of both. Both. Yeah. Okay. And there's not a lot of it in Canada, which is what I've discovered. Um, but yeah, we're gonna play that and give it a try anyway. Give it a go and see if we like it. And if not, whatever. But it's just another card game. That looks pretty cool. Look different enough from Magic to make it its own thing, right? Its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we uh, we finally got. The Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon, which yeah. is one we've had on pre-order for quite a while. Yes. we. Oh. I pre-ordered that a year, over a year ago. And that was already, like, the game had already come out. And then I got in on the next pre-order, and it still was a year yeah. until now. And it just came in a week ago or so. Yeah. it's. I'm excited for this. It's um, it, It's a King Arthur, right, type yep. game? Yeah. It's, it's that. Well, the Grail. Theme, yeah. Yes. Um, but as far as what I I, I don't know because it's called, it's huge uh, though it's what a, is it called the the fall, the fall of, Avalon? of Avalon yeah, yeah. and um, so it, it's supposed to be very very dark and yeah. like, twisted and and like evil like your every step you take you're you're close to death in this game it's very tough think. it's not going to be an easy one no and it's long right like it's camp yeah campaign? it's a big campaign yeah and when we pre-ordered this I thought we were just getting the base game but we got the base game, the Kickstarter extra stuff that yeah. gave us like another 30. Oh, something I think, crazy. Yeah, so I think in the main game, there's 15 scenarios, I think. And then the next one adds 30 um, more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, like huge, huge, huge amount of gameplay. Like hundreds of hours yes. of, uh, <laughs> of gameplay on that one. <laughs> and the, the minis and everything look really cool as far as I can tell. And yeah. just it just looks awesome. I've wanted it from the get-go. And it's from Awakened Realms. And it's something I should have backed uh, way yeah, back it's when nice it was first we on Kickstarter, and I, get I'm it. just glad I was able to get a hold of it. And then all this other stuff came with it, and I was just stoked. It had that mystery box with it, too, yeah, which was cool. which was very cool. Yeah, it had some neat tokens and uh, books and things in there. It had a book of, there. like, all the, the lore and the stuff, lore, I yeah, think, lore and, book and, and art. Yeah, it was really yeah, cool. It was neat. 
Um, but while we were down picking that <laughs> game up, we we saw on the shelf. I did mention we have a problem, right? Yes, yeah. a huge problem. <laughs> we saw uh, that Descent: Legend of the Dark, the new one from Fantasy Flight Games, was sitting there on the shelf, and we had to pick that up as well. We, so that we had to. Yeah, yeah, we had to. <laughs> we had planned on playing um, uh, Tainted Grail, but. When we saw Descent was there and we picked that up, we decided to shelve Tainted Grill for the time being and kind of get in on the on the uh, the Descent. hype and excitement of Descent. Because that was another one that was a Kickstarter that people were getting. And I think it, it was a Kickstarter. I, you know, I I'm not so. sure about that, but I, I don't know if it was just a pre-order or a Kickstarter. Oh. But, but either way, everybody was getting theirs and we got one uh, without having been on this pre-order. So we yeah, kind of lucked out the there. Yeah, so that might as well play it while everyone else is playing it and yeah. have some fun. We've played through three or four scenarios at this point, and we're really, really enjoying it. But we are going to leave that one alone and yeah. uh, do a a full review of it on a future episode once we've played a good chunk of it or maybe even finished it. But yeah. we'll see what happens by then. But um, yeah, I think... So that's new to our collection. <laughs> that's about everything that's new at the moment to our collection. So um, why don't we head on over to our crowdfunding segment. Alrighty then, here we are at our crowdfunding segment. And in this segment, we would like to talk about games that we have interesting or games that we have backed on uh kickstarter or game, game found, found. Yeah. and yeah we just thought this would be a cool cool thing to discuss on our episodes from week to week and um this week we actually have quite a few to, to chat about <laughs> <laughs> as it would i feel like we have a happen. problem is like this gonna be the the underlying theme of, oh, of this <laughs> people are gonna be like shaking their heads when they're listening to the stuff that we do over here um, but one of the first ones that we could chat about quickly is Volfirian Guilds from Tabula Games. Now, Volfirian, um, I don't know a ton about it other than the fact that, that it's a deck builder, but it looked really, really cool. So I'll give you a little rundown that it has on its on its page here on Kickstarter. It says that it um, Volfirian Guilds is evolution of Volfirian. So there was another game that came out in 2019. So this is a deck-building game of strategy and hand management with fast synergy triggers between cards that create powerful combos. So that whole sentence to me is right up my alley. Yeah, I, I love I, I do like deck-building games, yeah. and yeah, I, I, I'm starting to like them more and more. Um, we played that um, Anita Valir, which is really fun, mm-hmm. kind of like a tableau, but deck-building almost. That and, would be a tableau building. Yeah, yeah. but it had cards. So. Yes. <laughs> So to me, it's but, one and the same sometimes. Yes. But um, and in the, in Valfurian, I guess because it's a sequel, like it's actually got a storyline. It's going to be a sequel to the first one. So this one, Valfurian Guilds, it says that each player represents one of the five major guilds that will fight for supremacy until the very end. And if I understood, because I didn't know a ton about this one either, but Valfurian is a, is a dragon. Yeah, I right? believe so. And I think there's a little mini dragon uh, yeah. in the game. And I don't think I got the the one with like the crazy... No. One, I think it's just got a wooden one. But yeah, and it, it was like a decent price. I think it was only 30 bucks or something like that. Which is nice yeah. for these, for the Kickstarters. And I think um, what's nice about this one is you don't need the first game nope. to be able to nope. play this. Yeah, it's, totally it's a standalone. 
But if you do have the first one, it's a direct follow up to yeah, that game. So, like the storyline continues, but it can be independent. So that's yeah, nice. totally. Yeah, I, I I'm curious after we play this one if I'll want to go and try and find I'm, the first one. I do believe it's a trilogy, so if we oh. really like this one, oh, I'm sure know. we'd be able to get the first one when the third one goes to Kickstarter. That was a bit of a mouthful, <laughs> but. Yeah. If we like it, we could get it all, I yeah. think. And it says that each match, our match, it's kind of head-to-head, and it, each match lasts about 20 to 40 minutes, so that also is right up our alley. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't look too much into this other than the fact that it had really nice art. Um, it looked like it had a cool theme. It played um, quickly. played quickly. It's a deck builder, and that it was a small box, and it was relatively uh, inexpensive. Yeah. And I thought, hey, why not? I thought we'd give it a go. But what's the next one we're going to talk about? This one is your ball game. So oh, this man. one I'm going to let you talk about because you had to persuade <laughs> me on this one quite a bit. And Not that have... I didn't like it. I did like it, but but I thought the price was high, but we can explain. So and we haven't even gone to the pledge manager yet on that one. No. And <laughs> we'll see what That'll happens. That'll be another conversation. Manager, but what one is this, Anna-Marie? So this is Earthborn Rangers. Yes. So... This one from uh, Earthborn Games, yes. and that is on Kickstarter. Well, it just it, it just, just funded on Kickstarter. Yeah, so this is the first game by Earthborn Games, and it's um, uh, Andrew Navarro. So he came over, I believe, from Fantasy Flight yep, Games. Fantasy Flight, and um, it's just so cool. The whole the whole story behind this game is that your um, it's it takes place in the future, and uh, basically the world was on the brink of. Um, destruction like we were about ready to just everything to die out because of everything that we'd done to the earth which is a common common theme Mm -hmm. however this one instead of yes we destroyed the earth um everybody actually comes together and we save the earth um we've like bioengineered animals that help help the earth and so it's basically just a game. It's a journey. It's a cooperative journey. Uh, it's, you know, you just kind of go through the valley. And um, the neat thing about this whole Kickstarter and Earthborn Games is that they are trying to make things um, friend, eco-friendly. So friendly for the environment. Yeah. So that's sourcing out um, production companies that, you know, don't use you know, the plastic beads on the cards. I didn't know much about that. I won't get into detail, but um, basically just... Yeah, everything is, is environmentally friendly. Which as, is as, so cool. As much as possible, yes. And they uh, their stretch goal, instead of having a bunch of added pieces, um, was for regional manufacturing. So if they yes. reach their stretch goal, their plan is to manufacture in, you know, different areas so they don't have to have overseas shipping. So you don't have to have them on ships and tanks and stuff like that. Tankers, not tanks. Tanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it was really cool. They He funded. So the game funded. It is a little pricey, but you do get a, a lot for the game. And knowing that the game does have that... Um, less environmental impact is pretty cool and i think that with it just being his first game um with if it's successful it kind of will hopefully be the beginning of something in the industry to uh to spread to other companies so we definitely backed it it's a card game i guess i should talk about the game yeah. it's a card game um yeah it's just a card, card game. adventure it's, game the game itself looks fine i don't think it's anything uh earth shattering here i think no. it's it's pretty relatively i don't know normal like it's kind of a a normal card adventure game sort of thing you and you can play one to four players 
and it's there's no real end to the game i believe it's like a lot of exploring and you can kind of do what you want to do in the game so it's kind of like wandering around and, and exploring really kind of makes me think of like your video game skyrim but on a mat yeah it, like playing well, it playing yeah. it out like the story part right you're playing it out so. yeah and you're kind of just making it your own as, as i understand but I, I i think um the the greatest thing this game has to offer is the fact that they're kind of trying to set that precedent about being environmentally Friendly in as many ways as possible, including right. the cards being totally biodegradable, which I didn't understand was a thing until about a month ago. And um, that, yeah, it's going to be, everything's going to be regionally sourced and everything's going to be regionally produced now that it, it, it did hit that funding goal. It did hit the stretch goal for region manufacturing for the U.S. So U.S. and Canada will be regionally yeah. manufactured. And they have um what he's kind of said, they were they were getting close to the one for Europe and UK, but it, or the EU, um UK and EU, but they uh with the amount of that scout pledge, the five dollars or more, with the amount of those that he has, he's hoping and hopeful that those will turn into um the base game core pledge by the time the pledge manager is done and that that it will unlock that regional manufacturing he really wants to it sounds like he's gonna do whatever it takes to to try to get that if he can so i really like that yeah it'll be yeah it'll be cool to know that our copy when it comes will have been made i, I think in colorado i think is that where they're making i'm it? not sure exactly where but yeah in this but, yeah. in the u.s somewhere and um yeah, it's cool, but it is pricey. $80 American for just the base game is crazy expensive for what this game is, but I do understand. I don't think it's crazy expensive. I think you're a little crazy. <laughs> I, I disagree, but we could get into we that. Can and agree we can agree to we disagree. We did get into that. We did. <laughs> on, on, Jason's, uh, on Dyson Dragon's uh, YouTube channel, you can check out Jason, Anna Marie, and I, and Ryan from Cardboard Conjecture uh, discuss, uh, what, what do they call the episodes? Um, Excessor Value. Excessor Value. Kickstarter Excessor Value. And we did one on Earthborn Ragers. You should uh, run over there and check that out after you're done listening to this. It's a, We had a great discussion there. I think it was well over an hour. Yeah, that was a long one. But yeah, it was talking good. About it was a this. good one. So, yeah. So that's Earthborn Rangers. Sounds really cool. Uh, we'll see what happens when it shows up. That's the and one I'm most excited about on yeah, our crowdfunding. <laughs> we'll probably add in a couple extra things like a playmat or something when yeah, we'll the pledge manager... <laughs> comes through but yeah that's enough about earthborn rangers what else did we back we backed uh daniel newman's reapers from new mill industries this is another kickstarter and this one is a trick-taking game and i don't know a whole lot about it except for it's got an awesome theme with like all these grim reapers and and <laughs> like little devil faces on them and all these cool things i don't know it just has a wicked theme and i really like uh daniel newman and uh what he's doing there with his company uh with um uh what's his name tony miller that did fire in the library and right. did yeah. kabuto sumo uh which we have coming as well should be showing up any day now which oh, is pretty exciting yes so we'll be talking <laughs> about that on a, a, future, on a one. future episode shortly as well but um yeah i really like what those guys are doing these small games they do small print runs and, and they put a lot of thought into their games and you know it's, it's amazing just... to see what people are doing with trick-taking games lately yeah like there's a ton of good ones out there and they're yeah they're fun they all find something different to do and oh yeah and yeah trick-taking you know I'll, I'll pretty much try any trick-taking especially a game that has a cool theme like this and i just like to support these guys so i'll pretty much support anything they do until they uh 
you know, prove me wrong, but uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, think they're fair. going to. Um, but yeah, I, I met uh, Tony actually down at BGG Con. That was kind of fun. But um, yeah, no, it uh, looks cool other than it being a, a, a trick-taking game with a cool theme. Not really sure. I did hear um, the guys over at uh, definitely board game po- uh, definitely podcast. a board game <laughs> podcast chat about this game, and they were ranting and raving about it over on that side. So that also makes it a oh yeah. I'm no. looking forward to because I like I'm, yeah I agree with a lot of the stuff that they oh totally they so, say too. Yeah, Same I'm opinion. all in on this one. Can't wait to play it. Uh, but I guess that won't be till uh, early next year or For something like that. But yeah, no. So that was a cool one that we just backed, and I think it's 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 over fun or it's. The campaign hasn't ended, but it's fully funded. I think it's at 130, 140 percent. I think they have like a like week that. or so left. Yeah. So, so if you want to head over and take a look, yeah, see you if should. you're interested. It's still open right it's now. If you open. want to go get yourself a copy, um, and then one more that we were looking at, and this one we have not backed, but we've been looking at it, and it's very, very, very cool. And everything in me wants to get it, except for one yeah. aspect of the game. So this game, it's called Aridia: The Paths We Dare Tread. Yes. It's by Far game, Off Games. Yeah, from Far Off. So this game looks super, super cool. It's um, done by the same people who did Zaya. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Zaya, anyone who's played Zaya out there with the little ships that are flying around the galaxy and you're, you're it's like a pickup and delivery game and you've got these cool little painted mini ships and there's about 20 of them in the game. It's an amazing game. If you haven't played it, you should you should play it. I but, haven't played it, but I know you said you loved it. So oh, I did. And as soon as I saw that this game was made by them, I thought, oh man, it's going to be good because component wise, it's going to be off the charts. And this one even looks better. Oh, with all the, the layout the dual of this layer, game, everything is dual layer. Everything they have all the painted minis. The the minis, the minis are customizable. You can take. They have uh, different heads yeah. that you can swap out, so you can have like a dwarf head on an elf, like a long elf archer yeah. almost body, and so it's really neat because you can change those things in yeah. and out. And oh yeah, this this game looks phenomenal. It's a it's a fantasy uh, uh, adventure game, um, kind of looking like you're kind of playing in the Shire sort of thing from Lord of the Rings. It's very kind of light and bright for the most yeah. part. A lot of sunny hillsides and things so that's the the best way i can describe it, it almost it to me it almost reminded me of a dungeon crawler but outside in the bright lights yeah yeah it <laughs> Not... is and it is that way it's it's going yeah. to be a an adventure uh running around finding loot and running into orcs and goblins and everything but there's there's a 60 yeah 60 or more pre-painted minis in this game 900 cards and it says about 40 hours of gameplay. But there's one slight drawback to this game. It, I mean, it's got every box. It's got great art, great components. They actually have a really cool storing mechanism yeah, for that it. Too. So because it's a 40-plus hour game, you continue on in your story. So their save mechanism is like each player has three like player boards almost that you're going to be um, dual or the, what do they call dual layer? Dual layer. Dual yep. layer. So you like, everything is indented. So your stuff stays in there. But mm-hmm. when you're done for your, your scenario, you just place one on top of the other, then on top of the, the last one. And then they have boxes that they just slide into and it yep. keeps everything in place. And then you so put it looks super cool. Easy to in store in the box and yeah. that's it. And when you want to play again, you just pull it out and unstack it and off you go. And but yeah, it looks incredible. But the so only for the drawback, drawback, the slight drawback <laughs> is that there's this really strange RPG element to it. RPG it, is role player role playing game. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Everyone that's listening will know that. Well, but. it took me a while to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But, so we're not huge on that. Never have been. Uh, we just, we've never been involved in RPGs. No. And um, it's, we're able to, you know, role play in games like in Gloomhaven. We'll I'd say get I, can, I can get into character. Yeah, we can get into but... our own character. And things like that. But in this game, you kind of get stuff is... put on the spot yeah. to do an RPG segment, which is really strange where, um, it, let's say we're playing a three-player game. And I, and I might not be fully correct on this, but I believe this is how it works. You will, if it's my quest, say I opened, I went into a tavern and there's a bartender and I want to ask him a question. It'll, it'll put us into an RPG spot. Mm-hmm. Of the game. So then one of the other characters or one of the other players. The, the bartender would be played by the char- or the player to my, I believe, left. So say it would be you would now be playing the bartender. And you'd get a card. And you'd be trying to get me to say or to kind of, you'd try to be guided, trying to guide, guide me. Guide you somewhere to say something. Certain, to, or... uh, to saying a certain word or something. It was really weird how it was, how it was going to work. Because the... the the person uh, playing the bartender wouldn't just read off a card and read a script. They'd yeah. have to come up with it on their own. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it just seems not, really weird. Not playing a ton of those type of yeah. games. I, I'm not sure how, like, I don't know how much is of that is involved in this game. It seemed like maybe quite a bit. It did and it seem also like quite a bit. And it also gave you points. Like, it added points to you if you did a good job yeah, and if, if you were successful. So Yeah, and it just, I don't know. So I don't it, know if there are enough ways to get those points without doing that. Right, and it it just, yeah, it just... So that, we're on the fence still with this one. We're very on the fence with that. Other than that aspect, the game looks incredible. Oh, if it, if they didn't the, have that aspect, this would have 100%, I think, been backed already. For sure. So we're kind of waiting to see if they might be coming up with a little extra rules or something. To I have kind to of read a little bit more on it. More about that scenario. But yeah, we're, we're very much on the fence with uh, Iridia. So I guess that's everything that we have. Yeah, that's what we had for the, the crowdfunding. Oh, but uh, oh. On, that, on that note... We did discuss this one as well with Dyson Dragons with Jason and Ryan on Dyson Dragons YouTube channel. So go over there and check that one out as well. It was a great <laughs> conversation. Uh, you will enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I think we will head on over to our main topic of the evening. Welcome to the main section of our show where we are over the next, uh, well, few, hopefully months and years, be discussing <laughs> one of three things uh, for the most part. We'll either talk about uh, a special topic in this segment, or we will review a game, or we will conduct a special guest interview. Um, but today we thought we would start with our first Review. Meeple Dungeon review yeah. of a game. So we picked Brew from Pandasaurus Games. And it was designed by Steve Torres with art by Jake Morrison and Andrew Thompson. Yeah. So what can we tell you about Brew? We picked this game up a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it had been sitting on the shelf and we'd been wanting to play it. So we thought this would be like a great game to kind of kick off our review section. Just kind of something on the 
lighter side, although it's not <laughs> that light, but it's yeah. it's something that wasn't going to be too crazy, too difficult to talk about. But this game mixes a whole bunch of different things um, into area control, mm-hmm. worker slash dice placement. Yep. And... A bit of engine building. Engine building. Yeah. Yep. So those are the three kind of main things that we could do in this game. It's and got it, an awesome theme mm-hmm. about this kind of woodland area where there's these creatures that are all kind of crazy and they're all they've got like mushrooms growing out of them and antlers <laughs> on frogs and it's a very mystical yeah it's very mystical yeah. fantasy fantastical kind of world and there's these little uh i don't know wizards I mystics we're mystics, mystics of the forest yeah mystics of the forest yeah and they're brewing potions and 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 drinking those potions well time and... in this game time is broken and shattered so time's yes. time's messed up Everything's like all the seasons are existing at once. Yes, exactly. And night and day kind of turns on and off on a dime. It can be day, then it can be night, and yep. then it doesn't follow the normal pattern of time. And so I think in this game, we're just trying to correct that. Yes, by brewing all these and wacky drinking potions. all those potions. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's neat. It's um, it's it takes place over four rounds, and in each round, you're going to have six turns because you have six dice. Yes. Generally. I mean, you might, there's a couple With of some circumstances plays, you may that end you up can a little bit get more. an extra a little bit, but generally speaking, you're going to yeah. have six turns per round and yeah, you're going to roll your dice and those dice are going to be the dice that you use every round or for that particular round. And you're going to be placing them out onto different areas, either onto the cards. You have forest, forest cards. Where yeah. you're trying to. Win forests. Yeah. You're trying to win or, the area control of that forest, forest to, and then you're going to be able yeah. to claim that forest and score points for it. Um, you're going to be uh, training animals yep. and those animals are going to join your kind of crew and they're going to do more <laughs> things for you and they're going to score you points your engine building. Yeah. In your engine. And um, what else am I missing? Um, well, the worker placement itself, because there's an actual board where you can, you don't have to play on the forest. You can play in the town. Yeah. And the town, depending on whether it's daytime or nighttime. It does different things. It's going to have different things. Yeah. Yep. It's and really, really cool. Oh, it's super cool. And having, um, you know, you're choosing whether you're placing your, your dice on the forests or on uh, in the town. And every time you place, you either get to train an animal or get some ingredients. Yep. And those ingredients then let you buy potions where enough yep. ingredients you can concoct a potion. And then you can keep that for, you can use it right then or you can keep it for another another turn later to to drink and it can help you do manipulate different things with yeah. your dice or move them around and just so hopefully work to your benefit <laughs> on your turn you're gonna do you're definitely gonna place one die yes either in the forest or in the town or maybe even on one of your cards in your tableau right yeah and you also have the option to uh brew a potion yeah and drink a potion you can do all three of those actions in any order you want but you always have to play one die yes and the, the die two are really optional cool yeah. because uh, and the, the die have stones, sticks, and leaves, right? Yes. Yes. And so then there's two also different two di- elemental die. Yes, yeah, so you have four of the first kind. Yeah, you have four four die of your color. I would say they're the nature, the yeah, nature sticks, die. They're literally sticks, stones, and leaves, Rock. right? Yeah. Yes. And yes. they they will have matching iconography on the cards and on the the board, and you have to place like a stick die on a stick spot yes and then you also have these um element element die where there will be water wind and fire yes and the water 
if you place an element water die, you'll be able to get two of the element or two the of the resource that is underneath it, like yeah, two mushrooms or, or in- ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So if you place it on a mushroom spot, you'd be able to get two mushrooms. The fire you can place on top of any other die. Yeah. <laughs> and I use she's Ugh. she's scowling at me. I, I used that to great benefit in our last match <laughs> oh, where it kind of negates their own deck. So if sh- she has a die on uh, one of the forests and I put a fire on top of it, it it's it as if my dice doesn't exist. Di- doesn't exist. And that's really important really because important. for the forest cards, it's that's the area control part. So yes. whoever has the most colored die, like their most die in that forest gets that card, which has victory points on it <laughs> and where you can put your, um, your animals, like your creatures, you can um, put them over there and get more victory points for them. So yeah, because you're releasing them. Really, I couldn't yeah, think of the word. Have, you. <laughs> you can, your your animals that you train are to the left train of your, and, of your and, player yeah. board are working for you, and then you can release them to the other side of your player board, which will get you more victory points towards the end of the yeah towards the end of the game. And it, even if you release them into a matching forest, they'll give you more victory points. So if if I had say two of my dice on a forest, and uh, you know you had none, if if Rob put a uh, a fire on top of one of my die, it's now equals them out, cancels them out. Yep. Because now instead of having two, I've got one, but the element also has one, and so, it, so tie, it negates it. It's a tie. Nobody gets nobody that, gets it. Gets that forest at the end of the round if there's a tie. So you always want to have at least one more die than either the elements or your opponent. Yeah. To claim that forest at the end of the round. And yeah, there'll be new forests put out every round. There'll be uh, constantly new potions getting put out. Every time you brew one, another one comes out. The animals are put in little stacks. So you can, as soon as you take one animal, you see what the next animal of that color is waiting underneath it. And it's neat because you think you're going to get just... Like the last one, I thought I was going to get completely crushed. I thought um, so too. I I thought I was way ahead. And you were I, until well, yeah. But but it there changed. are um, they definitely have catch up mechanisms in the game or different strategies. So if you find that you're getting swamped in one area, um, you can start buying potions because every potion you buy also has uh, victory points that count toward the end. Yep. Whether everything you... has victory points attached to it, really. everything you got, like yeah. you can get them points all over the place, all over the place. So whether you drink the potion or not, you're getting victory points. So you're you're getting points for those. You're getting points for your creatures. Your creatures are building an engine which can get you points at the end of each round. Mm-hmm. You're getting points for your forest. Um, it, yeah, it's it's deceptively. I don't know how to how to phrase this. I thought it was going to be like just looking at it, oh, this will be a nice easy game. You know, it's oh, but yeah. it's deceptively difficult, but not hard. No. I don't know how to There's explain difficult it. Decisions to make, yeah. For sure. It's thinky. It's, it's very, very thinky. thinky. And I I wouldn't have got that from the cover, but I love no. it. <laughs> no, it looks it looks very friendly on the cover, but then it's very like And it is. I would say well, it is friendly, know, but, but But you know, you can screw each other over in this pretty easily and uh no it's it's very good in that in that way so that's kind of how the game works and at the end of the end of the uh game there's a bunch of different scoring so for the forests you've collected you get those points for the the creatures that you've released and and are now into their their forest area they get even more points um the potions that you've brewed they give you points you're going to have little point tokens that you've collected along the way for various things from your cards yep um 
And then you're going to add up all your points, and whoever has the most wins. In our last game, it was 65, 60 some, 62. Yeah, it was close. Something and I thought like you that. were so going to just... Of, and I think that was similar, because I think in the first game you played, it was 60-something to 40-something. Yeah, maybe. It, they so were... it seems like a 60-something score is probably a high-end score yeah. in this game. So, um, yeah, it, it really, really worked really well. And it was easy to learn. Really Very easy, easy to learn. I learned so... it in about 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, this all of this makes real, real sense. So what can we talk about other than the gameplay, the components? Yeah. So this game has, I think, tremendous components, especially for the price point on this oh, game. Yeah. The game is like a $35 game. Yeah. It's for a 35 and $40, $40 game. game, this game, it's a lot of game for that, yeah, that price yeah. point, which is fantastic. No, I was expecting a lot less. I was yeah. ex- I was not expecting the quality of the components that came in here. Oh, the, the dice, dice alone are, are fantastic. They're fantastic dice. Yeah. Um, the All the artwork is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's colorful and bright and cheerful and cute and... The like cards kinda, are like shiny and nice. Yeah, no, nice it's quality great quality there. Quality like they're cards. Like glossy. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, quality cardboard, nice and thick. Everything's really, really nice as far as components go. Yeah. Um, and the artwork is outstanding. Yeah, it's so it, the artwork is so cute. Like I it think is. that's a perfect word for it. It's very uh, it is cute, very cute, adorable artwork. Yeah, and it just it it just sings to you like the the little town on the on the board looks like. You, you believe that these characters come from that little town and yeah. then the, the forest cards, it looks like those creatures would belong in that forest. They've done a very good job of making it look enchanted. Yeah. And <laughs> I love all the creatures, like the, the frogs with antlers and the... Oh, yeah. The... So neat. I love when the creatures, when you when you get one and then the next one comes up, you're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they look neat. constantly looking at them. So, yeah, I mean, this game is, I don't know... I, for me, this game was a huge hit. Oh, I, yeah. I really like it. it me was, too. I, I like it a lot more than I was anticipating. I thought it was going to be fine. This was one that I originally Yeah, Anna Marie was got, the one that had her sights like, on oh, this Oh, I one. like this. This looks fun. Yeah, and she's like, we want to get this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Especially when I saw the price. I was like, oh, I, I thought this game was more expensive. And then um, it just seemed like a kind of a nice weighted game to do a review for because uh, it just, you know, it just seemed to be not going to be anything too crazy. But it was... It was more, there was more depth to it than I was assuming there was going to be. And it really, really works well. And we've only played it with the two of us and we've only played two games of it, but both games have been really fun and exciting. And that, well, the last one, when I saw you adding your score, I was like, oh no, (laughs) I see it going like 45, 51, 56. And I was like, what? No. And she just (laughs) kept going and going and going up to, and, but I beat her by two or three points, but Yeah. yeah, I thought I had her. Big time in that game. Me and too. It, it just shows you there's three or four things you really have to pay attention to. I think to I ended game. up with one forest in that game, and I think you had. I had four or five. Four or five, yeah. <laughs> just shows you there's. It's not all about getting the forest. That's right, it's Mind different you, ways. I would suggest doing that. Oh yeah, they help for sure. But um, no, it's a great, great game, especially at two player. It was really, really good, and it plays up to four. So I'm very curious to yeah. see how it plays. I think we might try to play this with our oldest boy. And yeah. See how he. I think he'll really pick uh, up on it quickly. It. And uh, see, so see how three players works with it shortly. But yeah, no, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Anna-Marie, as far as kind of final thoughts on this one? I love it. I love it. I think I'm glad we got it. Again, I agree with you. I think the price point is good on this. The components are great. I It was so easy to learn. And that's something that is nice because, you know, time is everything lately. And mm-hmm. having, a, having a game that's just 
uh, quick and not quick, but easy to learn, quick to learn. Um, yeah. And just all, everything tied it in. So, so nicely. It's funny how you can feel like you're playing a light game, but you're, it's very thinky and you're, you're putting a lot of thought into it. So it's, it's deceptive. And I like that. It's very good. Love it. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't focused on this one really. I mean, I just, I'd seen it around and heard people talking about it, but I was kind of like, mm, here nor okay. there. Yeah. Kind of here nor there. And then, and when you said, want to get this and I said, sure. And then, you know, yeah, the first off the bat, when I, when I saw how easy it was to learn, I was really impressed and I made sure I read through it a couple more times. Like, did I miss something or is this, is this how <laughs> this works? And I was like, oh, it's, it's not usually the case. No, it's usually like there's something I missed, but it was very, very simple to learn. And I think the depth was way more than I anticipated. The artwork is great. The components are phenomenal. Um, the game plays quickly. It's only four rounds. And we, what is it? Like 35 minutes or something like that to play a game? Yeah, 40 minutes 40. maybe? Yep. And yeah, it it played well. You, everything you were trying to do, you could kind of do. Like yep. You weren't like super stuck. You were able to kind of pivot and, and move and kind of, you know, come up with a strategy on the fly. And yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Um, Great game. Yeah. Pandasaurus. Uh, fantastic game here. So Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's about it, I think. So yeah, that was our review of Brew from Pandasaurus Games. And I think we're going to get running. So, Absolutely. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon. You can find us on our YouTube channel uh, of the same name, The Meeple Dungeon. And, um, yeah, we will uh, <laughs> see you next week. All right. Cheers. Have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.